Hey there, fellow nerds and ne'er-do-wells. I'm AJ, and welcome to the Adventurers Anonymous podcast, the home of improvised fantasy fuck nuggetry. Come join us week by week as a rotating cast of geeks sip cocktails, play Dungeons and Dragons, and seek a glorious death. It's been a busy week here at the AA Towers. We've been beavering away, creating exclusive content for our Patreon feed. I know Chris has thrown up part of his series that he has titled Tatty's Terrible Tales, which chronicles what makes your favourite gnome sad boy tick. There's also some bloopers cut straight from the podcast editing floor and some behind-the-scenes photos. We will be doing our first live stream for you fans, too. So, if you fancy getting in on that, head over to Patreon and get yourself signed up. As ever, I'm duty-bound to remind you that the content from here on in is not suitable for little ears. It's filthier than a miner's shovel. That's a coal miner, not a small child. Although their sandpit shovel may also have fox shit on it. What's that? Oh, yep, that's my lawyer telling me to shut the fuck up and move on. So, remember what remember what follows is mostly improvised and entirely inappropriate. Listener discretion, as always, is advised. So, without further ado, go grab yourself a drink, pull your chair closer to the fire, and come join Chris, Matt, Shan, and myself for this week's episode of the Adventurers Anonymous Podcast. Please enjoy. They do it. Fighting me. Well, there you go. We are live with another episode, and Chanel is being attacked by a small kitten. <laughs> Which makes for great. Audio medium. Ow! Shall we, no, we, we send RSPCA or an ambulance or both? Ow! Well, there you go. Welcome back to another episode of the Adventures Anonymous podcast. This week, sponsored by <laughs> the Concert Squadcast. Because if you have any joy left in your podcasting journey, let them squash it out of you by absolute ineptitude, <laughs> poorly written code, and impossibly low levels of testing. There you go. Maybe we'll use that as a sponsor. On the other hand, Matt, who is our real sponsor this week? Uh, my new album of spoken word poetry, uh, 100% <laughs> recorded by me. <laughs> <laughs> spoken word poetry wait, 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 as wait, opposed I've got, to rant's poetry. Durant's rants. Wait, no. Wait. Rant's Matt's rants. Rant. Matt's rants. Uh, oh... Or come back to me. Come back to me. I'll have more. Der rants. No. Der der rants. But it's but it's d u h, comma. Der rants. rants. Like der rants. What? It's like my. What we're missing in the background is Chanel is smothering a small kitten with a pillow. <laughs> Welcome to my life. I like his glowing yeah. eyes. Oh, there you go, listeners. You will never get to see the kitten. But indeed, we have a kitten in the background ravaging us. Wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to defend myself. I'm trying to fend off a kitten. Now then, due to the absolute bullshit platform that is Squadcast, that is a massive disappointment to both myself and everyone else, we are running very late, so this may be an incredibly short episode. To make up for that, we'll be saying everything twice as fast. We'll be saying everything twice as fast. So, let's at least kick off with a recap. Last we left off with our intrepid adventurers, they had spent a lovely time with Phidias Flange and his family at the Musty Meadow Farm. After a hearty breakfast, they split up to do various tasks around the farm, chopping down unwelcome trees, shoeing unspecting horses, both of which they managed with some degree of success. Both things took a sinister turn 
when Tatty came across a small girl sitting by the pond. It soon became apparent that she was the ghost of Phineas's daughter, who had gone missing years before. Tatty, being the only one who could actually see the little apparition, he took it upon himself to help her seek justice to be reunited with her body, so that she could finally found peace in the afterlife. Her body was finally found at the back of an oven, which she had climbed into years earlier whilst playing hide-and-seek, the poor child earning a certain accidental flavour enhancement to all of the family's meals ever since. With the ghost leaving its physical realm for the next, she said a heartfelt goodbye to Tatty as everyone retreated to the farmhouse for a spot of dinner and much-needed rest. And that is where we will pick up this week's episode. Yes, Chanel, everyone went to a farmhouse, and everyone attempted to be farmers for a week. Killed a tree, killed some squirrels. That's pretty successful. Uh, you had a lot of squirrels as well. Uh, that you, you took a fireball to a tree and took the tree down because you couldn't be bothered to chop it down. And uh, yes, uh, many squirrels died in the process. So you are now in the farmhouse with Phineas and his family. He's got a wife uh, and two daughters. And uh, you have a, for the sake of narrative, we will say that the evening passes on. You have dinner. Uh, You have a lovely dinner and a restful night's sleep. And as you wake up in the morning, you know that you are going to go on your journey to Nicodranus via cart, being pulled by uh, Phineas and his horses. Um, And you have one last breakfast at the farmstead as you all gather around the kitchen table um, to have a hearty breakfast and a sad farewell. Are they still angry, a little bit angry at us? Can I sense any kind of buried hostility? Because they seem a bit angry about us for killing their daughter even though we had nothing to do with it or at least that was the sense i got felt a bit like it was more like shoot the messenger they were angry that yeah they were angry that we discovered that they had killed their own daughter essentially is that all is that all smoothed out do we detect any plates that are dropped down a bit too harshly i think it's one of those things where if if, if you just don't ask um that's a very good question um yeah, I, I think there's a certain glumness. I think they'd moved on from the death of their daughter in their own way, and you've brought it home. Phineas is quite a, a quite an upbeat and bouncy man, and um, you, you see there's a certain solemnity to the breakfast table as everyone is kind of staring into their crumpets, uh, a single greasy tear running down Phineas's cheek. Okay, I guess that's a pretty good outcome for us. Like, they don't... They're not actually going to come for revenge. They're just a little bit miffed and a bit upset after the events. I think that's a success in in our book. I don't think anyone actually blames you for the death of Tiffany. I think they understand that she died in a in a baking well, accident. Well, Dulcie um, was worried because usually Tiffany with an I or Tiffany with a Y. Tiffany with a Y. Okay, gonna say that that's the difference between a baking accident and a stripping accident. Wow. Yeah, Tiffany with an I is like is like they chose violence. What about, they, chose they, they chose chaos. What about Tiffany T Y F F A N I A N I? That's even oh oh no 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 no. <laughs> As you're all debating this, you're all sitting there around the table. Maud's eating ex- portions of extra bacon. Tatty is eating his incredibly bland bowl of porridge. Um, Belsiar's shoveling um, pastries into his pocket as uh, you're all arguing about the spelling of the dead daughter 
as Phidias is like, all right, this is no, let's not argue about this. It's Tango, India, Foxtrot, Foxtrot, Alpha, November, Yankee. As you just see, he's getting more and more sad. I'm surprised you you know your letters. Was she on Bake Off? Was she what? She was she was Bake Off. Oh, oh she was the Bake Off. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She did not have a soggy bottom. She had an incredibly crispy bottom. So you're all around the breakfast table. Chanel, as far as, as you know, you, you, the party needs to move on. You can't stay there forever. This was merely a respite stop for a bit of R&R before your inevitable move on to, you need to get to Nicodranas, basically. So we've outside our welcome um, and we're leaving. Yes. Um, can I take, the bacon that I've got on my plate and I'll empty it into my squirrel purse. <laughs> I would then like to start removing bits of bacon from everybody else's plate and putting it into my squirrel purse. So as Gertie, who is Phineas's wife, she, she's, the, she's the matriarch of the farm. As she goes to collect the plates, you slap her hand and you start plate scraping uh, the kind of remnants of people's breakfast um, into so pork mind sweeping. Into your plate and then transferring <laughs> the best nibbly bits okay. into the mind bottom weaving. of the purse. Pork mind sweeping. They call that swine sweeping. That's what I, that's what I was looking for. That's what I was looking for. There you go. Swine. See, it's taken swine me a little sweeping. while to get back my mojo, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Squadcast did its best to kill me. I was about to say it, but with like the t- the two sounds sw- swapped around. So I was about to say uh, swine peeping. And then I was like, nope, that doesn't sound right. Swine peeping uh, will get you 10 to 15 years, depending on what country you do it in. Uh, no, sorry. It depends on whether you're in government or not. <laughs> <laughs> ah, it's true. You get your trotters cut off in some countries for swine peeping. Right, there you go. So basically, breakfast ends. Maud has off with all the best burnt and crispy bits. As uh, Phidias says a fond farewell to his wife, Gertie, as he ushers you out to a cart. The cart out the front has been put together by um, uh, Tyler and Firkin, his two children. Um, as you all kind of make your way onto the back of the cart, as Gertie, Firkin and Tyler all wave you off, you set off on your very slow cart ride to Nicodranus. Uh, does anyone want to... Who's going to look after Hanash and who's going to look after uh, Aristobulus? Uh, I can look after Hanash, I guess. Yeah. Matt, do you want to look after Aristobulus? Yeah. Okay. Right. So, basically, you set off early morning, leaving the farmstead, travelling across road which uh is the sort of private road at the farm traveling through meadows basically over hills as you look behind you you see musty meadows farm slowly vanishing into the distance uh as you squint belsio you can just about make gertie firkin and tyler out as because they've now become npcs who are no longer needed in the game they're still just standing in their last position waving their Uh, face is just two polygons (laughs) yeah their faces are just two tiny polygons um as you set off on your journeys um it's bumpy as fuck there's absolutely no suspension uh the cart ride is not comfortable inside the cart are various um crates full of vegetables and hocks of meat 
Um, and every time you go over a bump or a rut, you'll jump up and down. Some of the apples have tumbled out of a crate and are wobbling around and rattling around in the bottom of the uh, cart. And there's just damp straw everywhere um, as you start on your journey. What would you, anything in particular you'd like to do as you're traveling? Um, I want to see, I mean, I don't know how big this car is. I'm trying to see if, uh, how comfortable Barbara is just kind of trotting alongside the car or whether she actually wants to get in the car and lie down for a little bit. Barbara uh, was keeping pace alongside. Occasionally she was getting distracted by uh, wildfowl. There were rabbits and stuff and she was skittering into um, uh, uh, like off into the, um, you basically, you saw Barbara just running off into the meadows chasing animals to the point where uh, Phineas stopped and helped Barbara up onto the footboard. So now Phineas and Barbara are sitting up front. Oh. Okay. As Barbara is now the queen of the cart, uh, seems, as you seems, tramp your way through the countryside. Seems legit. Uh, Aristobulus serenades us with his lute and his tin whistle at the same time. Okay, hold on. <laughs> Let me just see how that works out. Um, as Aristobulus uses his tin whistle, he starts playing a little melody, a little kind of like hymnal that he's got. Um, <laughs> yeah. As Phineas turns around, he's like, if you don't mind, uh, that's really fucking with my horses. Uh, they, they're not comfortable with that. If you could just nip that shit in the bud, <laughs> that would be marvellous. <laughs> was he was... playing? The psycho <laughs> theme tune. <laughs> uh, Aristobulus apologises and then plays louder. <laughs> Phineas is like, all right, you do that. You can almost hear him whispering, you can't. <laughs> Phineas very rarely lets down the facade that he's a nice guy. You get the feeling he's probably like some sort of psycho killer, um, but he's got a very good facade. He comes across as the nicest guy in the village, but you can tell he's got some skeletons in his closet. Um, off to one side, you can now see the rolling countryside and you can see woodlands in the distance and hills as you see some dark clouds um, rolling in off the countryside. Hmm. Belsia chews on a stick of uh, wheat and says, Storms are coming. And then just repeats that at kind of roughly 30 second intervals. <laughs> Looks like rain. Storms. Uh, <laughs> Looks like rain. Can I. Um, can... As Phineas is like, you know that old farming axiom dark clouds in morning, it will rain. <laughs> <laughs> can I. Um, can I do like. I don't know, a perception check or a survival check, something like that, to see if to see if these look like just your regular old storm coming in or whether it looks like something different, let's say. Yeah, make a nature check. Nature check. That's not what I'm good at. <laughs> uh, 18. 18. You've seen one of these before. This is a thunderstorm. You can tell it's dark and menacing and it just has a kind of ah oh, just it's almost sucking the light out of the surrounding countryside it's not just the cloud you see it's the landscape underneath the cloud in the distance as you see an almost like horrible glumness moving across the landscape as phineas is like all right we'd better hurry the fuck up unless you want a skinny dip come on then uh, as he whips his horses because he's not animal friendly 
He's one. Of, he's got to have a downside to him. <laughs> he's a complex character with many. Not just. He's not just a, a, a funny accent. He's. These these people um, can have flaws. As, these people can have flaws. <laughs> you make good time across the afternoon. Uh, you pass all sorts of things. You go through various villages where people ask you if you'd like to stop. But Phineas is like, I don't have time to stop. Unfortunately, I'm on a mission. As you travel on through the afternoon, you stop at various villages and uh, various folk ask if you're going to stop and join in the market. And Phineas is like, no, I've got to make time. I've got to get me to Nicodranus. And you move through another village and they're having a fate. And you see loads of people dancing around a maypole um, shaped like a ginormous phallus. As Aristobulus Mm-mm. is like, can we stop? Can we stop? <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. We've all seen Midsummer. Nope. <laughs> Phineas is like, no, we ain't going to stop. Those people are fucking barmy. You don't stop here. You never leave. You just drive through. Um, and uh, you keep making good time. And then much later in the afternoon, uh, you do stop actually for lunch. Uh, and you basically, he produces a haversack. And in it, he's got various dried meats and fruits. And he's like, Gertie put you together a little bit for lunch. He didn't want you to go without, as he puts on like a small picnic. Oh, oh. I um, I'm, I make sure to give him, I don't know, a couple of silver pieces or something like that, just just for their trouble. Um, he looks at it as you put the silver piece in his palm as he's like, don't insult me. Not after all of this. This isn't transactional. This is friendship. You can, you can give me the money. I just I give I give Belsiara a withering look and I say go hunt for some food and then I'll give you some money. Uh and I just turn back around to Phineas and I I just I just shake his hand and say thank you. Thank you. That's quite all right. Look, over time I've come to think of you as more than just a passerby. You've been here a mere 24 hours, but the degree of misery that you've brought into the lives of my wife and myself has been incomparable. Yeah. We've had bad harvests. We've had all sorts of things. I got an ingrowing toenail that cost me my big toe as he takes off his shoe and shows you the stump where his left toe used to be. But nobody has ever brought me sadness quite like this gnome. Yeah. Sorry about that. So no, I don't be wanting your money. I want to get you as far away from our farm as possible. Okay. Elsia smiles and says, can, can I come back and visit? Just me? You I like. Do you know what, Crocobon? As he puts an arm around you, he's like, those dungarees are a gift from me. That's great news because I'd be naked otherwise. I was going to say, you were scaring Tyler and Firkin <laughs> with your uh, leathery ass. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah, I squeeze his shoulder and give him a little peck on the cheek. As Cato says, oh, it's like that, is it? <laughs> well, Belsiar is just like the host of The Price is Right. What's his name? Richard, Dorse, Richard Dawson <laughs> that just wanders around kissing people on the mouth. <laughs> 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 Cato says, I didn't know you were croco-fluid. <laughs> you, you really do um, go all ways. And, and, you know, I think that's okay. You need to look for love in... A vast array of places, Belsiar. Thank you, Cato. And I give him a, a squeeze on the shoulder, but he, he, he runs away before I can kiss him. <laughs> he flaps away. 
He's like, you touch my beak, I will peck your eyes out. Right. So as the cart moves back on, the cart, you all get back on the cart. The cart rumbles on into the countryside. You, you do your very best to leave little sign that you were ever there. You're a very considerate party of uh, picnickers as um, you carry on later into the afternoon. Now, at this point, you can see that the thunderstorm is coming. So um, Phineas is caning it as fast as he can go in the cart. And it's starting to get a little bit uncomfortable as you're all bouncing around in the back of the cart. Um, as up ahead, you see Phineas is like, hang on a minute, I don't like to look at this. As you see a body lying in the middle of the road. Hmm. Can I, um, I'm just going to say to Phineas, uh, I'll, I'll check it out. I'm going to jump out the back of the cart and slowly walk over to the body and investigate it. Are you on your own? Um, I think maybe I'll take Barbara with me. Yeah, I'll take Barbara with me. Barbara comes with you as you both casually step out of the back of the cart. Um, Aristobulus is just slowly eating his way through all the produce <laughs> in the back of the cart that's heading to Nicodranas <laughs> as he, um, he puts down a chicken leg that he's slowly eating as he's like, mm, do you need a hand? Uh, maybe just... Maybe, maybe just chill out a little bit in the back there. You keep doing what you're doing. He's like, right you are! As he just like, he's elbow deep in a crate of apples now. Um, okay, so you make your way round the front of the cart. You just see a prone body um, with a hood pulled up lying on the floor. Looks a bit like a monk's robes. Hmm. I'm going to... Can I uh, pull down the hood? What was that? <laughs> the hell was that? The cat on the keyboard. Did the cat sit on the keyboard? <sighs> That's amazing. Well, there you go, listeners. We've never had that before. A cat <laughs> peed on our keyboard. Can I? Um, can I pull down? Can I pull down the hood on the robes that the um, the body's wearing? Um, and investigate the body. I guess see if I can find out how how they. Any wounds? How they died? Something like that? Yeah, sure. Uh, make me an investigation check. Um, yeah. Ooh, 16. 16. Um, you very carefully, uh, you, you, you take your bow as you use it to poke the body and nothing happens as you hook your bow on the end of the... Um, hood and pull it back you just see a lifeless body mm. you poke it in the head with your bow it's a it's a uh, body of a man okay a human man a human man so given that it's a it, did you say that they look like they were wearing like monks robes yes so the only the only monks that i have really met before are the ones from the church of chandra does it does it yes. look like I'm quite willing to roll for this because I imagine it's not something that I would immediately remember. Does it look like any of mm -hmm. the people that we saw there? I know that it's not the um what was it Lady Petunia. Uh, I'll say for the sake of storyline no. No, it doesn't really. Not at all. Uh it is just look like generic monk's robes. As you bend in to try and investigate, you roll the body over and you just see it's actually in um 
quite a state of decomposition. It's been dead for quite a long time. Yes. Uh, as the eyes have all but rotted out of the sockets. Hmm. It's at that point that you feel a prick in your back. Mm-hmm. Not like that. As you turn and look to see a sharp pain, as you see a knoll, which is dressed all in like green fabric, who's been hiding in the hedgerow, uh, comes out with a bow and arrow. You mean like a small hill? <laughs> Not a grassy knoll. Not a grassy <laughs> knoll, no. He looks a little bit like a walking hyena. It's a bit like a hyena on, on two legs, yeah. uh, like a feral dog who's learned to, to walk. On two legs. And uh, you see he's got a bow and a wicked kind of crooked smile as he's like, yes, I'll be having your money. Hang on. So we're all, the rest of us are all, all on the cart watching this happen, right? Absolutely. As you on the cart watch, you see the knoll just step out of the undergrowth. He's almost wearing like a suit, a green kind of camouflage suit. As two other knolls step out on the other side, as the first knoll says, we'll be taking attacks on you. Um, a levy, if you will, for your safe passage. Uh, I'm going to say, the fuck you are, pal, and I'm going to hunter's mark him. As you go to hunter's mark him, he grabs you in a neck hold, which isn't very hard because you're halfway <laughs> about his height, as he pulls a knife and sticks it to your throat. Do I still mark him? He's hunter's mark, I would imagine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout, um, help? Don't worry. What's Maud doing in all of this? Uh, so he's like a hyena. Yeah, there's three hyenas. They're like hyena highwaymen, if you will. Okay. Like hideawaymen. No, <laughs> that didn't work. <laughs> um, I would like to take out my emergency bacon from my school bag. <laughs> <laughs> this, it's, uh, You're going to take out your pocket To be fair, bacon. this does feel like an emergency. So, Oh, yeah. It is an emergency. And for anybody else, I would let the hyenas eat them. But, but for Tati, so I would like to throw a small bit of bacon down. I do have another action that I'd like to follow it up with. Go for it. We're not in combat, so you can do whatever you like. I would like to, as I offer the um, small bit of bacon to the weird hyena with one hand, I would like to grab it by the throat with the other hand. And f- yes. <laughs> I mean, you know this hyena has your friend's throat with a knife to it. Yes, but I've given it I've, I've thrown some bacon. Oh, okay, go on. Make, make make me a persuasion check to see whether you can disarm <laughs> a hostage negotiation situation with bacon. Surely it's a charisma check. Yeah, you could have a straight up charisma check if you want. Purify it to just charisma. If you think you can sweet talk your way out of a life and death situation with a a rasher of smoky bacon. 16. 16. As you take the bacon out of your pocket, everyone looks over in bewilderment as you waggle it around, slowly step off the cart and throw it down onto the ground. As one of the hyenas just cackles to himself, like, <laughs> as the other hyena kind of goes for the bacon, as the first hyena who's got tatty is like, stop it, stay true. As he kicks the other hyena, uh, you feel a sharp nicking on your Adam's apple, Tatty, as he kicks. The other hyena is like, you penis, do not fall for the pocket bacon trick. <laughs> you penis. <laughs> <laughs> you penis. Show some professionalism. So, 
as as I feel a little nick in my neck, uh, I think at that point I'm a little bit more. I'm, I'm I'm I was kind of annoyed that they got the they got the drop on me. Now he's got the knife to my neck, and then he's he's hurt me for no real reason. So I'm going to take out a dagger and try and stab him. Um, is he like holding me off the ground? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 He's holding you together. I mean. If you wish to make me, you would have to grapple him. So you're going to need to make an opposed strength check against well, him if you want to get a free. Well, hand. isn't he like? Isn't he grappling me anyway? It wouldn't. It wouldn't really. Yes, I mean, you're, you're, it wouldn't you're, really be me grappling him. It would be me. Yeah, it would be a, well, be a, you, it'd be a strength to, check, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get what you mean. Yeah, it'd be an opposed strength check. You're trying to break free of his grapple. I mean, if this goes wrong, you're going to end up in a very bad way because he's got a knife. Uh, uh, 18. Oh, 19. Oh. Um, he, yeah, he, he wrestle away as you, you get an arm free as he just punches you in the side of the head. Uh, as you see stars, he used, uh, he momentarily uses the butt of his dagger to, and he said nonce you in the side of the head. <laughs> That's not a technical term, kids. You cannot be nonced in the side hey, of the head. Hey, the term the nonce doesn't get used enough. So let's, let's keep it going. It's true. Uh, you take a blow. This is also an 18 plus podcast, kids. It's true. Kids, you should be asleep. Go back to sleep, kids. <laughs> um, you take a blow to the side of the head with the butt of a dagger as things go a little bit starry, as he's like, stay still and nothing bad will happen. All we want is the cash and maybe the wolf. Oh, now you've pissed me off. Now you've pissed me off. Right, what are you, what, as Maud, you're laying down more bacon? You've got other things yes. out of your knapsack. You, uh, Belsia, what are you doing in all of this? Um, is it too early to just start blasting spells? So anyway, I started blasting. <laughs> um, please not ice can, knife. Please, please not ice knife. Can I? This is my rare chance. Can I use Crown of Madness? Yes. I never get to use that because we're always fighting. Yeah, you, you you may use Crown of Madness if you wish. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna cast Crown of Madness on the one who looks like he has the lowest wisdom saving throw. Uh, one of the ones on the side, uh, one of the lighters, yeah. is definitely the yeah, dumber. Yeah, the dumber. bacon. Uh, the one who went for the bacon. <laughs> I get advantage from bacon. Uh, <laughs> uh, I refer you to page 229 of the player's handbook where it says that bacon can be used <laughs> bacon trumps everything um, so he needs to make a wisdom 13 saving throw or I charm him okay he got a bang wisdom 13 straight on he has plus zero to wisdom as well so. that's not fair as you see his eyes go all sparky a crown dances of lights dance above his head as the one who's got Tatty by the throat is like, Focus, you dick splash! Stop <laughs> dreaming! As uh, he gives him another swift boot up the arse, he's like, If I don't see you focus, there's no bait. <laughs> um, at, at this point, you kind of see Phineas is very chilled out. Phineas is like, Well, I can see that this is your first mugging, and that's all right. You ain't been mugged before, have you? Not I mean, usually it's never... us doing the mugging. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, best bet is to just let the mugging happen to you. Yeah, that doesn't feel like that doesn't feel like the way to go. 
I think I think Barbara is going to attack the one that uh, is holding me. Yeah. Do you want Barbara to attack the one holding yeah. you? Okay. Uh, how far away is Barbara from from that one? Um, Barbara's got to be a good fifteen feet away. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, Barbara's just going to run up and and try and try and attack him um, and try and hopefully knock him down or something. Now, I don't think I don't think do that. Oh, I don't think that's going to do it. Uh, 11? 11 definitely doesn't get anywhere near. I mean, he's a dog. He's not really... I mean, he, genetically, he's mostly feral dog. He's, he's not. Go on then, Attenborough. What is he? He is mostly yeah. cat. Genetically, we'll edit that out of the podcast. Genetically, he's all no. uh, feral. And uh, a wolf doesn't really show much of a danger to him. As he's like... Down, Fido, as he just shoes Barbara off. Go and bother the bacon. It's at this point that something strange happens. Oh, yes, Maud. I would like to, um, or Marvin would like to go into that. <laughs> Battle goat. Yes. Marvin would like to transform like one of the Transformers. <laughs> So, so mostly, the tail goes up. In a oh, I see. Right. I thought we were going to have to bend the rule of cool here till it's like the rule of fool. <laughs> rule of fool. His, his tail goes in the full battle alert mode. So he's a bit like what? The, in the Power Rangers, where they all transform as his horns kind of rotate around as he yeah, goes back onto two legs. And his, his tail goes up into, into attack mode. Marvatron. Yep. And is he, he just looking dangerous or is he going to do something? He's he's starting to snarl in a very goaty way. He recognizes that Tati is his friend, and he doesn't like the fact that somebody. Uh, he also is a little bit in love with Barbara, and somebody has just fucked off. Barbara. Is that Cameron? It is now. It is. Marvin gets hard for Barbara. Jesus yes. Christ! Uh, I think you heard it here first. I listeners. think you'll find she said he's in love with Barbara. Try not to be so smutty, AJ. <laughs> Yeah. A, not a smutty. Deep, powerful feelings. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say, Chris? Said uh, Chanel said that Marvin was in love with Barbara. Try not to be so smutty. Yeah. Well, hey, I just go where the storyline takes me. I'm. I have no agenda. Uh, if we want to have the bastard offspring of a goat and a wolf, then maybe. Who said, who said we... they wouldn't get married? Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Who, who sure. said they okay, want kids? Be... Yeah. You and your heteronormative patriarchal marriage assumptions about yeah. goats and wolves. Yeah, white man. Fuck me. How right. dare you? If they want to be in an open relationship that's cross-species <laughs> and fluid, then that's perfectly fine by me. Um, to be fair, Marvin's transitioning into a sheep <laughs> anyway. So let's, let's give him all the respect and love and care he needs. Um Right, so what's Marvin doing other than looking like he's got rabies? Um, so he's now he's now um, swearing in goat under his breath. Fuck you! Oh, <laughs> here he comes! Cunt knuckles! He is about to start freaking out on the guy, on the, um, the one who's holding Tatty. Okay. It's at this point that something strange happens, something none of you were expecting. 
you see, Tati, you feel it first of all. Your the whole knoll is knocked backwards as you feel a impact, and uh, very slowly you feel fluid trickling down the side of your face as everyone else sees a crossbow bolt sticking out the forehead of the knoll. Ooh. Who looks very surprised? He goes slightly cross-eyed, looking at the bolt as he then falls over backwards, uh, lying dead on the floor. It's at this point that a woman arrives on the back of a horse. Now, the things you notice about this woman are she's very impressively dressed. She's wearing a mask. Um, She is dressed in this beautiful leather outfit that is equidistant yellow and black striped. Uh, And she has a flowing robe behind her in black and white stripes with a mask. She has uh, an incredible horse uh, of some power. Uh, And she's holding in one hand the discharged crossbow that she's clearly just killed the Narlin. As she comes blazing into the side of, nearly said the shot like it was a film. She comes, she enters stage left. Um, Is she a very angry wasp? As she, she, um, she comes charging into the side, you hear her say, he will be gone. <laughs> you shall feel my stinger. Nah, Yay, good. wasp woman's here. <laughs> she looks over at Belsia. She is like, I am no mere wasp. Be- I am the bumblebee. <laughs> <laughs> and crime shall know my stinger. Oh, good. A vigilante. <laughs> Is she about to die then? Is she about to die? Yeah, bumblebees get one sting and then they die. <laughs> she looks at you and she's like, that is actually a major problem in my issue here. But quite frankly, I've put my nectar on the line for you. And... Uh, I would appreciate a little bit more. I think I respect. think my companion has a point. I think Wasp Woman is is more alliterative and it's more anatomically accurate. She looks over you and she's like, "There's no need to be so waspish. <laughs> I have saved you." I mean, uh, my name is the Bumblebee, and as you can see, crime fears me. As the other two nulls are like, "Ah, oh, fuck this! Not the Bumblebee!" As they pick up the dead knoll. One of them grabs his legs, one of them grabs his arms, and they just scuttle back off into the undergrowth as they're like, don't worry, we'll see you later. As the bumblebee says, yes, I thought so. Okay. She gets down off her horse, pats it on its flank and says, little boy, are you okay? (laughs) Oh, thanks for saving me. She looks down at you and she gives you a gloved hand and lifts you back onto your feet. I take it get back onto my feet, just kind of like dust myself off a little bit, pick up my bow and weapons and stuff that I assume just kind of like dropped on the ground. Yeah, scattered on the ground. As you notice, she smells magnificent as uh, she smells of lavender and honeysuckle. Just like a wasp. Just like a wasp. I'm a bee. (laughs) All this talk of bees, man, it's thrown me off. Uh... (laughs) She's dressed just like a bee. She has amazing leather armor, which is like sculpted like the thorax of a bee um, in black and yellow stripes. Is she, um, is she a human? Yes. Well, I mean, as far as you can see, she has all the hallmarks of being a female human. She has one of those kind of like uh, masquerade ball kind of like masks on hiding her looks, but she has piercing blue eyes. 
uh, I'm going to say uh, thank you for saving my life. Um, do, to who do we owe thanks? I've been watching too much Game of Thrones. I'm getting all fucking ye olde English on you. <laughs> <gasps> she she picks up and says, there is no need to be thankful. It is my duty to protect these lands. For where there is pollen and crime, there I shall be. The bumblebee. She she whispers that last bit <laughs> like, it, like it was being said <laughs> on the wind. The bumblebee. Um, as she calls her horse she's like drone drone Uh, as her horse like skitters over as she pulls out a quirrel out of uh, a saddlebag and reloads her crossbow and puts it back in a kind of thigh mount cool Um, I'm going to say we're just we're heading for Nicodranus is there um, similar trouble the rest of the way there. Highway and thievery has always been upon these roads. I do my very best to look after them, for I am sworn to protect the weak and the needy. We're, we're actually something of a team of superheroes ourselves. We've just uh, defeated a tree and helped a ghost. Oh. <laughs> I see. Big side quest energy. <laughs> As she looks at you, Maud, she's like, and what is your story, demon? At least I am a demon, not a wasp pretending to be a bee. <laughs> she just looks at you for a while and just says, Buzz off, cunt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd like to take some bacon out and just throw it at her as I walk away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't think bacon has ever been so insulting. Um, make me a <laughs> intimidation check, I guess. Is it like lardons? Because I think they're easier to throw. <laughs> well, it's very crispy bacon, so it makes a noise as it hits her lever. Uh, what am I? What am I doing? Uh, make me an intimidation check. <laughs> Twenty. Twenty. You throw it at her. She turns, half notices it in the blink of an eye as it hurls through the air. A razor sharp rapier comes out and slices the bacon in half before it hits her, and it flies <laughs> off in two bits. I got a 20. It slapped her on the forehead. This is what it did. You did not dick slap her with a pound of, like, Lurpak bacon. <laughs> uh, and she's like, your manners are terrible. Well, that's not vegan leather. <laughs> yes, I'm aware this isn't vegan leather. I've also gone very husky. The problem with being a vigilante is late nights and heavy smoking. They've ravaged my life. The comparisons with Bale's Batman are... Unforgiving. Uh, she's like, do you need escorting to Nicodranus? I mean, we wouldn't say no to company. if you. Okay, well, hop back on your horse. As Phineas is like, oh my God, we've only gone and met the fucking bumblebee. My kids will be absolutely fucking beyond it. They, they're a big fan I mean, of you yours. What's that? I mean, you got his son with you. No, what you may have noticed is my two children were waving you off. Unless one of them was snuck in in a fucking crate. The other one was a ghost. You may remember her. As as Phineas is like, I don't want to make a big thing out of this, but could you sign something for me? As the bumblebee's like, yes, yes, I would be happy to. As Phineas is like, oh shit, I don't. Here, sign my chest. <laughs> as he just pulls open. As she inscribes, bumblebee with a little, like, bee at the end that flies around it. 
because he's like, I'm never washing again. Gertie's going to hear all about this. Belsiar's overcome by the... You leave my wife out of this. Belsiar twiddles his imaginary moustache at the at the sight of, uh, of his his rugged farmer torso. This is Belsiar. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um... Or Aristobulus. <laughs> Aristobulus is just leaning against the edge of the car as he's like, I've really got to stop doing drugs. What the fuck is this? <laughs> as he just leans down and picks up a piece of the bacon out of a puddle on the floor and just starts eating it. And that is where we're going to take a quick drinks break. Right. Quick pause. There we go. Picking up where we left off on the road to Nekadranus with... Uh, the cart, as Phineas has literally got his left tit signed by a famous vigilante, you make your way across. Bef- before we leave, can we take the dead monk with us? Because I assume he has a family and... I've forgotten about him. Monks. Uh, yeah. Don't just, we're not just going to leave a dead body in the road that's, that's literally oh, okay, nothing okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can pick up the dead monk. <laughs> uh, like I said, he's somewhat decomposed. He barely had eyes in his sockets. They'd kind of melted out. Have we got like a plastic bag? We'll, we'll put him in a bag or something. Scoop him up. Uh, there is a bag which used to contain chicken that Aristobulus has eaten his entire way through. As Phidias oh, is that, like, oh, yeah. fucking marvellous. Great. That was going to pay for Tyler's education. Uh, as you've eaten somewhat of his crop, uh, there is a bag that you could put the corpse in if you wish. Yeah, I'm just checking if... Um... Aristobulus has got any, like, corpse preservation spells, but most of his magic is about keeping people alive. You've got a shovel that can uh, bring things back from the dead. Not sure if that'll help. Oh, yeah. But can he beat them to death with it and then bring them back? Hmm? I don't know. No, we'll, we'll just, we'll, um, um, I don't know, Aristobulus will say a little prayer and we'll, we'll stick them in the, the bag of chicken bones. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as Aristobulus is like, Dear Lord... God, I know we don't talk much except when there's a crisis or a problem, but if you could see fit to helping us dispose of this body without any implications legally, I would be greatly indebted to you. Amen. As you fold the body up like a cheap suit, it's so decomposed, it's kind of soft tissue as you just kind of mulch it down into a bag. Uh, as Phineas is like, remind me not to try and sell that in Nicodranus. <laughs> it's a good, um, good eatings on a three-week-old dead monk. Make soup out of it. Oh yeah, monk noodle soup. Um, I guess, <laughs> I guess, while we're on our way to Nicodranus, I'm going to try and strike up a conversation with with this vigilante bumblebee. Is that what she said her name was? The Bumblebee, Or a vigilante yes. name? The Bumblebee, okay. Maud keeps on calling her the Wasp, and you can tell it's really getting to her. It's very waspy. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to say, so um, how, long have you been, how long have you been fighting crime on the, uh, the plains of the Menagerie Coast? This is the worst chat-up line. <laughs> she trots <laughs> alongside you, uh, but because there's traffic coming the other way... I can't even see her face at that point. Is it even chatting someone up? It probably is actually. There's probably there's a whole kink about that. Yeah, I feel yeah. like you've been stung on uh, dating apps before, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
you keep chatting to her and occasionally she has to get out of the way because she's trying to ride side by side with the cart to chat to you. After a while, an arm just reaches in, picks you up and puts you in the saddle in front of her um, as you trot on um, down the side of the road. Uh, Barbara is not happy about this closeness between you. Barbara is giving you the shit eye. Me neither. Fuck it hell. I didn't want to flirt with her. <laughs> as she, she puts you down. She smells magnificent. Stop telling me that. Lavender and honeysuckle. You can tell. Make me a perception check. <laughs> Doesn't she think he's a little boy? Hey, this is a safe space. I'm not space. trying to flirt with her. This is a safe space. It's a fantasy realm. No, it's not. It's not that much. I got a 12. Space. Surely that is low enough that I don't notice shit about how she smells. Is that your age? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, as you ride along, what you can tell is that she shampoos and conditions. Good for her. As she's very animatedly talking oh, to you. <laughs> what is she saying? I was, li- I was genuinely interested to hear how long she's been crime-fighting in the menagerie cast. As you trot along, um, she's like, well, 10 years now. Wow. I lost my parents outside a playhouse. They were gunned down with arrows. And I was left she, to look after my family is she, estate. Is she, is she Batman? <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she's like, look, I am the bumblebee. Any intimation that I am the wasp or the Batman? I mean, did I not save you? Hey, man, they, hey man they've all got wings. It's um, the origin story for Bane. <laughs> She, um, she looks at you I, and she I'm, says, would you mind putting a little respect on my name? Um, I don't, I'm not really big on people that ask for respect on their names. Um, I didn't, I didn't no. have to save you from the Knolls. Nobody asked you to. At this precise, at this precise moment, I'm kind of regretting that you did. <laughs> As she pokes you in the Adam's apple where the cut is and she's like, well, from where I was standing, you needed help. Um, I did, but you know what they say about everything has a price. This uh, is rent-free. Like you paying. don't owe me anything. Seems like we do. Seems like we do. What do you mean I owe you? You owe me nothing. What do you owe me? Uh, apparently, we have, to, we have to deal with this, with this attitude. What attitude? Um, As she takes out a cigarette, she's like, smoke? Sure, I'll take a cigarette. Uh, it's more like a cigar to you because you're so small. Um, <laughs> you fucker! You fucker! She doesn't even roll her own cigarette. Fuck this! Uh, I'm, I'm going to say uh, so. In, in your time, uh, crime fighting in the Menagerie Coast, have you uh, have you run a bound of the uh, the Order of the Teslic Cloak? Yes, I, they are an old and uh, mysterious order, aren't they? Their secrets are well kept. Yes, I've run across various secret religious organizations. Various evil masterminds. Um, yes. Why? We've we've had dealings with them in the past. They do hide their secrets. Well, the tatty thinks about the map that was that was hidden by the fucking. <laughs> yeah, where, where's the map in the in the envelope? The map that was hidden hidden by uh, the map and the message that was hidden by fucking lemon juice and piss. <laughs> it was semen. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was written in lemon juice and semen. 
she leans in close and she says, I hear the order of the desert cloak. I don't know why she's gone West Country. She, she, drops her, <laughs> she drops her visage as she goes <laughs> West Country. As she whispers to you, she's like, I hear they have a good bottomless brunch. They do. Have you, have you never experienced it? They may have. Maud would like to turn around at the mention of alcohol. Uh, as you turn around, Aristobulus has found some flagons of cider in the um, uh, bottom of the cart as he uncorks one and starts drinking it as you just hear uh, Phineas groaning as he's like, oh, great. Well, fucking, oh, well, you've started. Jesus Christ, this has been the most expensive road trip of my life. But then he looks down at the signature of the bumblebee on his left hip. And I, I tried to-, to give you money. You said no. I don't want money. I'm doing this out of friendship. Stop complaining about the money then. I'm not complaining. All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't Christ. know what you want. <laughs> Why is everyone so snippy? All me and the bumblebee have tried to do is help you. <laughs> Seriously. None of these people know what they want. <laughs> these are all fully freshed out characters with very rich backstories, I'll have you know. Right. Is there anything else you want to know of the bumblebee? We're, uh, she asked if we were... Uh, if we'd had the bottomless brunch before. Yes. Did she? Or if we were a member. I was just going to say, I can't remember what the levels of their membership were at that bar that we were at. <laughs> uh, there were three tiers of membership. You're at the bottom. Uh, you don't get full use of the spa. I think uh, you still have to pay for the sauna at your level. I yeah. think uh, there's no Reiki we, crystal we healing get. or anything. I think you you just get the free bottomless brunch. And a discount on staying in their hotels and spas. Uh, I'm going to tell her that we are the highest, the highest level. She looks at you. She's like, "Okay, well, that's good. Look, I've sweat, I've switched. I've I, she she um, she's choking on her cigarette. She's like, <coughs> sorry, I've lost my words. There we go. I've gone quite quite throaty. <laughs> As she's like, um. Like I said, I've been fighting crime for 20 years. Um, I thought you said 10 years before. Well, I mean, who can tell? A life of crime fighting has... I made choices not to have children, not to be in a stable relationship, not to cook dinners. I live one takeaway at a time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pal, we all made that choice. Jesus, no need to cut so close to the bone. As you look down at your cigarette, you realise it's monographed um, with um, WW and a little B. Ah, Wonder Wasp. <laughs> she looks over at you and she's like, will you fuck off with the wasp thing? <laughs> I know my branding needs much to be desired, but seriously, fuck off with the wasp thing. I just, just still think it's better, but... Yeah, you, you do. You. I like the way Chris is method acting smoking. Uh, Any, anyone that has anyone that has listened to uh, the Face of Evil one shot knows that I method act the shit out of smoking a cigarette, as I did for uh, for Detective Babs Larue. <laughs> <laughs> as you finish smoking, you go to flick the stub away, and Phineas is like. I would suggest you keep that away from the cider unless you want a god almighty explosion. I don't think that would actually ignite, right? He's like, unless you trust put me. something special in this fucking cigarette. He's like, that's how I lost my first wife in an explosion in a cider brewery. <gasps> okay. And just stub it out and leave it in the car. What, on the horse? <laughs> <As you ride>. No! 
Am I not in the am I not in no, the No, you're on the front the of the horse with the bumblebee. And she's like, look, clearly you have no respect to pay me. I realize that people of your ilk Ooh. don't play well with people like me. I just, you know, I'm not a person without respect. It's just when people use phrases like of your ilk or people like me uh, or say or demand demand respect for their name usually aren't the kind of people that tend to get that kind of respect. Sorry if that's what you want. It's just, it's not what you're going to get here. Is there, is, is there a newspaper on the, um, on the cart? Is there a newspaper on the cart? Yeah. Don't think so. You can double check if you want. Can I double check? Make me an investigation check. Where did I fucking find it? In starting to, ah, now 14 14 you look everywhere you look high and low after a while you find a crate of pastries that he's planning on flogging off uh, some of which have survived hanash eating them as uh you see scrumpled up paper as you unscrumple it you see writing on it and you see that um it's actually a romantic novel uh as phineas is like ah yes i i attempted to write my best-selling romantic novel but it was absolute shite. So I've started using it as crepe paper. Can I roll it up like you'd roll up a newspaper? Yes. <laughs> I'd like to hit her like you'd hit a wasp. Make me a... Uh, God. <laughs> roll a d20 while AJ figures out what check he wants you to make hang on hang on shall i roll a d20 not yet uh, i i am supporting chris i'm supporting tattoo hold on ah uh, feral beast excuse me maybe a slight of hand check yeah i'm pointing that now jesus christ where the piss is that there we go don't say is that how you spell slight <laughs> 18 18 you catch her off guard uh, she is trying to be vulnerable with the gnome, but he's just being really cruel to her. And she's really let her emotional guards down and he's taken advantage of her. I don't think that's canon. <laughs> I don't think that's canon. Her feelings are crushed. Feel, it feels more like gaslighting to me. <laughs> I mean, she's been very open with you. She's She's... Put you on a horse. You, you're you're right up against her thorax. Um, as, I'd rather not be. Fucking hell. As you've you've really hurt her, and as she's dealing with the emotional pain, uh, you just twat her around the side of the head with a rolled up piece of paper. <laughs> as um, yeah, she tumbles sideways off her horse. There's a sadness. There's a sadness to her now. As you see a single tear roll out from underneath her mask. Ever the sycophant, uh, Belsia, helps her up. Helping her says, up. Uh, Tati's just sitting on Drone, which is the name of her horse. Uh, I'm going to hoist myself back over and sit in the cart. Uh, make me an animal handling check. <laughs> uh, sure will. Uh, 13. 13. Somewhere between manipulation and kind of like you throwing yourself at the cart, you manage to uh, leap back onto the cart, landing in a crate of apples as a drone pauses as 
Belsiar helps the wasp up as she looks down at him, wiping a single tear. What did you? What did you? What did? What did, what did he just call her? She's not what the wasp. She's the bee. Her? Don't you? Don't you use your? <laughs> what, did you, what, did, what did? What did? you just? What did you just call her? Don't use your. Don't use your barbs against what, me. What did? What did? What did? What did? What did you just call her? She's so sad. There's just tears rolling down her face as she looks down at you, Belsia, and says, "All I try and do She's is help cunt. people, and this is what She's I get: cunt. scorn and hatred." She's a cunt. She looks over and she's like, I can hear you. <laughs> AJ Jackson turning turning out of character comments into in character comments <laughs> since 2020. Wasps have notoriously good hearing, don't you know? <laughs> I'm a bee. You're hurting my feelings. Bees don't have feelings. She looks at you, Belsia, and she's like, you may be the best of them. Mostly because you haven't said anything. <laughs> <laughs> By default. <laughs> I too know the pain of coming from a, a, the wrong a species. privileged background and falling off a horse. She she leans out and offers you a cigarette. Oh, I I, I, I don't smoke as smoke comes out of my nostrils anyway. <laughs> yes. She's like, it's a filthy habit. Don't start. Oh, Crocoborn. I too am highborn, much like you. I was raised in a finer life than this, but my parents were snatched away from me and I turned to this life to deal with the grief. And it has brought me nothing but grief. Why do you do it then? To make up for the guilt I feel for the death of my parents. Why do all superheroes do what they do? Belsiar says nothing but pulls out some balloons and has quickly crafted <laughs> like a hat. And <laughs> says, maybe this will make you feel better. She puts it on. The tears. She she literally, as you've made like a bee helmet for her, uh, <laughs> it's, it's shaped a little bit like um like a hive. Um, as she puts it on her head, she's like, "This is a kindness like none other." As she pulls you close and gives you a warm embrace, she's like, "I will not forget this kindness you have shown me." A little bit of smoke comes out of Elsie's nostrils again. Just your nostrils. <laughs> Just a little bit of smoke comes out of his cloaca. Um. <laughs> as um, as as Tatty's sat in the back of the cart, just like fletching some some arrows or something, uh, he's gonna he's gonna say kind of absentmindedly, without really looking at her. To be fair, uh, he's gonna say, um, "We're actually uh, we're actually looking for someone uh, in the Menagerie Coast." Oh yes, if uh, if uh, that might help you, we're looking for. The daughter of Mellifluence Belchcrack. Oh, Mellifluence Belchcrack. The famed goblin priestess. That's the one. I made a I made a promise to her before she before she died that I would find and help her daughter. Um if um Do you know anything about it? I have her name somewhere, but I will have to go searching through my other notepad to find it. What I'm hearing is, you think that I can be of use to you, and now you're being polite to me, after character assassinating me, and trampling all over my feelings, like I was used Lural. I mean, you did say that we weren't of your ilk, and you have described yourself as a superhero, and said that you were born to the high life, uh, and not lowborn like the rest of us. I mean, that's three out of, like, 
less than 10 minutes of conversation. Did your parents own an orchard? Do you know the crippling responsibility of owning an orchard? Did that cut a little bit too close to the bone for you, AJ? No, because you can't climb the trees because they're fruit bearing. All you ever wanted to do as a child is climb the trees. But no, Papa said, no, don't climb the trees. But then Papa was gunned down in a hate crime outside a theatre. And still to this day, I couldn't climb the trees. Some days I tried to climb the trees, but the guilt before I could even get one of my leathered boots onto the bottom branch. AJ, AJ, you, you can't have it both ways. You can't have it be your origin story and also Batman's origin story. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, if if she's if she's asking uh, what if if I know what it's like to own an orchard. I say, uh, I'm still not looking at her, by the way. I'm still fletching these arrows. And I say... Passively um, fucking fletching such anger. Well, no, I'm quite calmly, really. Um, Otherwise, you'll fucking cut yourself. Um, I'm going to (laughs) say, no, I was was born in a hovel. Uh, My my dad left when... Before I was born. Uh, And my... Uh, you know, for how small for how small the house was, my my mother would knock me around from wall to wall until I until I left, uh, which I did. Now I'm no superhero, uh, maybe because I don't have a good a good origin story, um, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm just not of your ilk. She just leans out and puts a cigarette in your mouth and lights it. <laughs> okay. She looks at you and says, see, now we're starting to share. Belsia leans in at the worst possible moment and says, well, we didn't have an orchard, but we did have a menagerie. I see. And how has that affected your emotional growth? Uh, hasn't really. I just liked to, uh, we fed the goats, we fed the, 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 uh, the, um, the, uh. Yes. She looks at you and just says, I like you. You are the best of them. But I can see through the hurt of this gnome. I can see that he has been hurt by other people and that he's projecting that hurt onto other people. The tiefling, however, I suspect is just a genuine cunt. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to just like just like put my hand on her like her forearm or something and just say if you you know, when you you find out these things about people about like projecting hurt and things like that, it's better if you don't say it out loud. It's 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 better if it remains unsaid. I would know that, but I don't have any friends. This is a solitary life, like I said. Takeaway meals, cigarettes, late nights, hangovers, broken bones. Being yes, the bee is not that. easy. I'm I'm in my thirties. I understand perfectly. My God, you look great for your thirties. <laughs> Thank you. It's, uh, I, I do have beautiful skin. I, I've been told I have cheekbones to die for. But now back to Tati. <laughs> the person's name that I was looking for is called Toad Flaps. Um, I found it in my notepad and I feel great about myself. And where, where is Toad Flaps? Uh, she was, she was taken to Port Zoon. Ah, uh, yes. Port Zoon. Which I believe is in the Menagerie Coast, right? The last I heard of Port Zoon, there was an incredible fire which ravaged the city. I hope she survived the fire. What a what a terrible yeah, terrible me too, news man. That's how, 
That sounds real bad. Uh, yeah, I really hope she survives as well. I hope she survives. As she looks around, she says, thank you very much for your kindness. She nods her balloon hat at Belsiar. She looks at Tati and says, you really have warmed my heart. You are cantankerous and moody, curmudgeonly, but deep down, underneath all of that, there is a beautiful person within you. Never forget that. She strokes the side of your face and turns away to Maud. And she's like, <laughs> she's like, are we all making speeches or is it just you? Are you, are you, are you fucking sundowning this adventure? She comes back and says, <laughs> sorry, I cut you off. What did you want to say to me? Um, <laughs> Too late. Bye-bye. <laughs> I, I mean, you're pretty good at fighting crime, but you're not great at dealing with people. Uh, I'll take that. Maybe just, maybe just stop trying to refer to yourself as being above normal people. Uh, and people will like you more. Thank you. Hey, look, I appreciate all of your constructive criticism as um, she just nods to you respectfully and says, you're a good man underneath an absolute tit. As she turns away. At, I give her a nod. <laughs> she turns to Maud. I'm sure you're a great person. Yes. Underneath, uh, underneath an absolute withering cunt. <laughs> There's a respectful nod at each other as she goes to Maud. Demon, thank you for the bacon. See? As she says demon, I say, see? Maybe don't refer to other races as demons. Okay. Can I I just flip my newspaper menacingly? (laughs) She's like, I understand where I'm not wanted. And yet you're still here. Right, it is time for me to buzz (laughs) off. As she just turns and says, drone, away! As they just gallop into a cornfield, <laughs> doing copious amounts of damage to a farmer's crops. <laughs> as they gallop away. Um, as you look down, you just see Aristobulus has munched his way through the bag of chicken. As he's just slowly, as far as you can see, eating what's possibly a finger bone <laughs> of the monk. Started on the monk. He started on the monk. Um as you see the city of Nicodranus in the near ground, you've managed to talk your way all the way to Nicodranus with the bee, the bumblebee. Um, you see the clouds are nearly upon you. There is a storm front coming in soon. As you arrive at the city gates, you see guards are checking off people's intentions. They're, they're checking carts and stuff. Um, as you approach the gates... The city guard walks up to you and mumbles some words at Phineas, who reaches into his top pocket and pulls out a wad of cash and counts it out at the guard, who gets um, temporary blindness through financial (laughs) remuneration and lets you pass through as you make your way into the hustling, bustling portside city of Nicodranus. Can I, um, when you said there was a storm front coming in? Yes. Was this, is this the one that was kind of like following us before or is this one coming from like, oh, okay. So it's not coming from like the coast side. It is. Oh, okay. Can I, mm, I want to see if I can figure out if this is the, the, the storm that we were, we were kind of looking for. I don't know if this would be a survival check or a perception check, something like that. I guess it would just look slightly stronger than other storms. Uh, you can make me a nature check or a straight-up wisdom check. Um, uh, I got a 19 for perception. With a bit of 
check in. This seems like a very angry storm. As a hunter, as a man in the military, you spend many a night out in the opens uh, under clouds and rain. This is a fairly aggressive storm that's heading your way. Uh, it looks to have a, a, I think it's what you call a, a squall. It's a kind of like, uh, I've probably just used a word that doesn't exist there. Um, it's been whipped up no, by the... No, it exists. Yeah, it's been whipped up it by exists. the ocean. This this seems angry. This doesn't seem like a flash in the pan. This looks like a weather front or a system. You know that much. As Phineas is like, I don't know about you, but I would suggest we get ourselves to an inn unless we want to be slightly soggier than we intend to be. Tell you what, Phineas. You head to the inn. Maybe um, maybe buy a couple of rounds for us. Where are you We've going? We've got a date. We've got a date with a storm. And on that note, we're going to end this week's episode with a catchy one-liner. Thank you for thank you thank you for giving me the ending on that one-liner. <laughs> That's quite all right. I feel like I've trolled you mercilessly with the Bumblebee character all episode. I thought you could all be <laughs> friends, but no. It just became an elitist competition. I'm glad Bossier got to make her a hat. You made her I a hat. I think you should make lovely. Hats. Yeah. She had things that she she had information and she had equipment and gifts that she was willing to bestow upon you, but you were just so rude to her and dismissive that you never got any of that. It was very boring. She was so No, she was... Boring, boring is is being too kind. She was a cunt. Well, that was a day well spent making that character, listeners. I'm I'm sure we'll meet her again. It doesn't mean mean that we can't meet her again. I thought she was the daughter that we were looking for. She's not a goblin, that's for very sure. <laughs> She's four goblins standing on each other's shoulders. Yeah. I'm just going to scribble that down as my, ne- my next character idea. Maybe four, you'll see her again and, and maybe coat. you'll learn to be slightly politer to You don't know what she's been through. She's, she's seen a lot of things. She's felt a lot of things. She's experienced a lot of things and you weren't there for them. So don't judge her so quickly. Anyone who wears leather outside been through something. normal people don't wear leather in the outdoors <laughs> unless you're in unless you unless you're in the D universe in which case it's a very well-worn kind of, of armor or kind of or any kind of equestrian type of suit they wear leather boots bikers leather above the knee leather boots i think are, people dogging outside also leather dogging is a cry for help uh, yeah, good. Leather daddies. Yes. Matrix enthusiasts. They're just Bikers. Nerds, really. Bikers. They've been, they've been through some shit. Gimp suit makers. Gimp suit wearers. It's true. It's a whole gimp suit cycle. <laughs> Cyclists who are into <laughs> gimp suit. cycle. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, now that we've mined this rich vein of shitty leather banter, <laughs> we've lost Chris. <laughs> It's taken us all episode to finally wear Chris. Uh. There we go. Right. Well, listen. There is is nothing that will ever... There is nothing that will ever bring me out of character as much as when in the last episode where Hanash was like having his vision of killing the family and being covered in blood and I fully perched up on my chair. (laughs) You did. An image that the listeners will never get to see. But yes, you did. You, You got up on your chair in tension. Well, there you go. We've gone from a high stakes episode to one of um, belligerence, moodiness, grumpiness, dismissiveness, 
Um, that was the most low-key mugging of all time. I don't think Tatty was ever worried for his life. Not really. There you go, listeners. I can't even threaten the characters anymore. That's how little fear and respect they have for me. Oh, I was worried for Tatty's life. Don't get me wrong. Tatty doesn't give a shit. Tatty doesn't give a shit? Yeah, he's depressed as shit, man. He can die ah. at any moment. He, he's, he's fine. He's like a three-foot-tall Jack Reacher. Right. No. No. Because that would be Tom Cruise. That's true. <laughs> oh! oh Boom! No one is safe on a Thursday night. Okay, let's draw a line under this. Let's say a big goodbye from everybody. Come on, Maud, you're practically horizontal. Matt. Bye, everybody. Bye. There you go, everyone. That is the strongest goodbye you're going to get from this bunch. And also, also, goodbye from from little Satan. Ah, yes. Goodbye from Evie the kitten as well, who's been the... Goodbye. He is our master. Before we let you go, we just want to say a big thank you for tuning in for another dollop of fun-packed fantasy fuck nuggetry. And, seeing as you've made it this far, why not hit that subscribe button and never miss another episode again? But yet, if you're feeling all saucy, want to give us a five-star review on whatever podcasting platform you are on. It really does help us, I promise. And a massive thank you to C. Lee D&D on Twitter for the review he left us this week. That honestly made my day. Not even lying. Don't forget, you can find us on Patreon now, where we have all sorts of exclusive content for you. I've heard a vicious rumour that our first ever live stream Q&A is very soon, so don't miss that. If Patreon isn't your jam, you can also find us on the other socials. We're on Twitter, at AdventurousANO1. And you can also find us on Instagram and Facebook. So, that just leaves time for me to say a huge goodbye from Chris, Matt, Shan, and myself. With any luck, we'll see you back out there next week. We're all off to crack open our entomological textbooks and look up the difference between a wasp and a bee. Happy adventuring, my friends. And remember, stay tipsy. Stay tipsy.